0: 24 hours ago, there was a Swansea game, uh, but yeah, it didn't turn out the uh, the way we all wanted it to be. Turned out the way those games with those blue jerseys usually turn out. Exactly. I'm hoping that uh, Giroud took those blue jerseys with the to Chelsea. Welcome back to another episode of the 4th Best Podcast. What number? uh, This is Monty, and I'm here with Steve. What number are we at, Steve? 23. 23. All right. And I think... Danny Welbeck's number. Danny Welbeck's number. This is... uh, We're going to give this one. We salute Danny Welbeck for this one. Um, This is probably going to be the most positive... Positive podcast that we're gonna do. Well, our last one was really positive, by the our way. Last actually, one was, no, our last two. Our of was last really two. Good. Actually, last yeah, two It was always a, about what ifs, but now a lot of the what ifs that we talked about in the past are actually truth. Um, but okay, so first we're gonna start off with the roller coaster of emotions of being an Arsenal fan. Twenty four hours ago, there was a Swansea game, and we <laughs> said we're gonna be positive, so yeah. we're not even gonna get into that yeah. game. I'm sure wasn't much of a game. Um, okay, so twenty four hours later. We come into uh, transfer deadline day, and it was an amazing, amazing day. Steve, going from seeing the mess at Swansea to the end of deadline day and seeing the players that we got, do you think we're ready to turn the page come Saturday against Everton and start fresh and fight for that fourth place? What do you think?
1: Oh man, Uh, that's a tough one. (sighs) Fight for fourth place. We've dug ourselves quite a hole. And even with guys like Obomiang and Mkhitaryan and Ozil uh, added to Lacassette and Wilshire and Ramsey, what are we, eight points behind fourth place at this point with 13 to go?
0: Just about, yes.
1: Not impossible, but uh, going to be very difficult. Our defense is still a mess. Um, our keeper, hopefully he can turn it around. He definitely showed his age quite a bit against Swansea there. So I, I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at it, though, as... We need to find a way, any way, to get into the Champions League for next season. And the Europa League, I think our squad can win the Europa League. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would expect them to throw everything into that tournament to to win and get into the Champions League. Mm -hmm. So, to me, if if we're in the Champions League, however we get there, fourth place or winning the Europa League, uh, that would be a successful turnaround, I guess. Everything else at this point, to me, is just a preseason for the 2018-2019 season.
0: See, I like the way you said that. I know we uh, tweeted out as well, kind of, a new beginning. Uh, That was at least my feeling, and it seems like with you as well, that after the moves that were done today, uh, the confirmations, it seems like we saw Arsenal turn a page. Um, I can't remember a transfer deadline day or even a whole transfer period that has been so busy like this one has. Um, I remember in December doing a podcast, and we're talking about getting a Kim Kalstrom 2.0 mm. and maybe some other guy. Honestly, the, the Greek defender, who I still don't know his name. This is like episode number five that we still don't know his <laughs> name.
1: or Panos or something like that? Yeah,
0: something like that. I think we're getting yeah. closer. We're getting closer. Um, but no, I, I definitely thought that once we got that guy, I was like, that's going to be it. You know, probably, again, some Alex Song, who I heard is training with us. That guy was a potential guy who we might just get stuck with. But no, we got Mang, we got um, Mkhitaryan, and we got El Ozil re-signing a contract. So let's start off with Mang. We did do a whole episode, so if you wanna to listen to a whole episode about what we thought tactically, you can go back to our last episode. Number 22. Number 22, we did a full episode, and it's it's just titled Mang, so that'll be easy to find. Yep. Um, But let's talk a little bit more about Mang. just the fact that he picked his number. First off, he looks great in an Arsenal jersey. I think he does, he, he plays it off very well. Um, All those Yo Pierre videos, that was amazing. But he's wearing number 14. And number 14 was obviously Henri's number, and also Theo Walcott's number. What do you think about him carrying that number 14, especially his first game, potentially could be against Theo Walcott's Everton?
1: Yeah, I, I'm glad he picked the 14. I think uh, it's a number that has, obviously because it's Henri's number, it carries a lot of expectation with it. I think the fact that Theo Walcott wore it for so many years kind of maybe took a little bit of that expectation off. Um, I think uh, Theo had uh, some heavy shoes to fill uh, wearing that number. But it's a number that I think all of us Arsenal fans uh, connect to good memories. And so Beaumont wearing it, I think he has the quality. He's a world-class striker, one of the best in the world. We said that, like, at least 18 times in our last podcast. Um, So to have him wear it, I think he's worthy of the number. Uh, You know, so hopefully he... Um, wears it well and scores plenty of goals for us in it.
0: No, I agree. Uh, I think that Walcott got that number when he was, what, 16, 17 years old. Uh, you're you're getting the number from the most legendary Arsenal player of them all. Uh, Oboming is a totally different situation. This guy's already proven. Uh, he's one of the best strikers out out there right now. Um, I think, no disrespect to Walcott, but I think it's more fitting for a player like Oboming. He has shown his style of plays a lot similar to what Henri was for us. Uh, so, I have all the expectations that he'll be successful with us. Um, again, do you think it's a little bit of, a, not a slap in the face, but I know Theo Walcott's going to walk into the Emirates waiting for that standing ovation that he might just get, but then O'Bowin is going to walk in wearing his old number and scoring three goals. How do you think Walcott's going to feel after that? <laughs> I'm predicting him scoring three goals, because he did score three goals on his first game with Bruce Dortmund. So... I'm hoping he does the same with us. But yeah, what do you think about Theo Walcott? What's going to cross his mind?
1: Um, yeah, I think he's going to get a warm reception, and he deserves it. Um, yeah, I think he is getting upstaged a little bit, though. Everybody's just going to be so excited for Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan. You know, like just to see the the new squad for the first time. Uh, I mean, Mkhitaryan played, but it was a road game. Um, so yeah, he is he is getting upstaged a little bit, but. I mean, I don't know. That's just how it goes sometimes. I mean, You know, like before, before we piled the dirt on Theo Walcott's Arsenal career, we were already handing
0: out his number. That's just how it goes sometimes, you know? Hey, I mean, two guys that left, uh, I'm sorry, Walcott and Alexi Sanchez, we've already given their numbers up to other players. So it's kind of like yeah. forgotten, whatever. Uh, but one other real big news, and for me personally, I saw this and I couldn't believe it. I thought it was one of those fake Ornstein pages. I had to, like, make sure that there was a verified check mark and everything. Mesut Ozil has extended his contract until 2021, six months ago. And, Steve, I'm going to admit this. I wasn't the biggest Ozil fan because I felt like it was Sanchez's team. But Ozil did everything to prove to us Arsenal fans that this is his world, and we're just revolving around it. Um, I feel like with Alexis Sanchez leaving, that gave Ozil the chance to say, I'm taking the reins of this team. The players that they brought in are new toys that Ozil can play with. Uh, I mean, again, the the Swansea game was terrible, but that assist that he had from Montreal was out of this world. Not very many players, other than maybe Awobi could do that kind of pass. (laughs) Totally joking. Uh, uh, Sorry, Awobi for ditching at you right there. But what what do you think about Ozil coming, or coming, staying with us, and and, uh, coming to terms with knowing that his future is with Arsenal?
1: I'm ecstatic. I I mean, if I could be completely honest. It does. I mean, I don't even know if it makes sense. I'm literally more excited about Ozil re-signing yeah. than Aubameyang <laughs> joining us. And I, that doesn't even make any sense because we've had a Wobi. Well, we, I mean, we've had wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> we have had well, we have had a Wobi for a while. But we no, have had we've had, a had Ozil for a while. We've had Ozil for a while. But yeah, I think I was assuming he was going to leave as well. Or I will just you know, as an Arsenal fan, you more or less just prepare for the worst.
0: Well, I mean, why why bother have players like like I said in Aubameyang if Ozil left? you would kind of have a missing piece. Because if yeah. you have finishers, but you can't have somebody creating those. Yeah. I mean, again, Mkhitaryan's a player that I don't even count the game against Swansea. He did actually almost did score, but he was given about 20, 25 minutes of, you know, play. Um, but Mkhitaryan's a great player. I'm happy he's on our team, but he's obviously no Ozil. So the fact that Ozil stays is just, it's something that, as an Arsenal fan, I don't think we've felt in a long time, especially with this whole contract situation hanging over our head, where your two-star players are potentially leaving and, it was 12 months and then six months and it's just like great you know like what are we fighting for but now that he stayed and that we have a lot of star players around him just gives you a nice feel for what's what's to come with Arsenal
1: yeah and I we you know we talked about this yesterday uh, when we saw the I guess the first report that we noticed was from the German paper build but we were discussing this yesterday uh, why why this makes sense for Ozil and for me, I don't know what's going through his head. Um, but I think what one thing that he might be thinking is he could leave to go to you know Barcelona or to uh, Bayern Munich or Manchester United. Mm-hmm. But for a guy like Ozil, who's already accomplished just about everything there is to accomplish in a career, the one thing he hasn't accomplished is winning, uh, tr- winning a league or winning the Champions League where he is the centerpiece it's his team he's not assisting ronaldo or if he were to go to manchester united he's not he's not playing on pogba's team with sanchez there or if he was to go to munich mm-hmm. it's going to be his team and so how arsenal does is going to be it's the, not the um, the credit is going to go to Ozil for whatever whatever the credit or the blame. If, exactly. if they fail, if three years from now and, and we don't win any more trophies, you know we'll look back on this and think that maybe Ozil didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know if, if we win and and I think we're all planning on uh, more signings coming and, and putting ourselves in a position to win. This is Ozil's team, exactly. so it's going to go how he's going to go. So uh, I think it's a challenge for him, and I think the greatest players in the world. I mean some some want the money, and I, you know I can't fault a guy for doing that. Um, and some want to build a legacy for themselves and I think Ozil he, he's getting paid very well let's you know yeah. 350 350,000 a week is uh, it's not like he's taking a pay cut that's almost as much as I'm getting paid but yeah uh, almost <laughs> but uh, but he's also taken a massive challenge in trying to lead this Arsenal team that has under T for years uh, and try to take them to the next level
0: yeah I mean when it comes to the money it's I'm not paying it so it yeah doesn't bother not me. my money who cares exactly um, but no you're right he's a player that at the age of 29 he realizes that he he doesn't really need to prove himself to anybody cuz a lot of people still already think he's one of the best creators on the, like on the field today. He already has a World Cup win, so that's every player wants to win the World Cup. He's already done that. Um and you're right. If he were to go to Barcelona or Madrid or Man United and win the Champions League, it's not saying that like, oh, Alzo was the difference maker. No, cuz those teams are already doing well. Uh but now with Arsenal I really think he sees a future now there was actually a tweet I forgot who it was uh, that mentioned that he's the next legend or the first real legend of the Emirates era what do you think about that especially I think obviously we're all happy because he stayed with us and that's I'm sure that's why this guy tweeted this what do you think about that
1: yeah I think the tweet was is Ozil the first legend of the Emirates Stadium era and I think that's a bit strong to say at this point in his career uh he's he's a great player. Um but I think only winning three FA Cups can't put you into that legend mm-hmm. um legend conversation yet. But he's put himself in a position to be a part of Arsenal's history as a legend. He's got a three and a half well, they're not gonna win a league this year. So he's got next year and plus two more years <laughs> to win the win the um win the Premier League. Yeah. Wait, we are we a, we might not be mathematically
0: it still is possible. I think we're gonna win all of our games. But go on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so. talking positive here. I <laughs> yeah. guess Steve didn't get the memo. But wait, you're taking three FA cups. We have a chance of winning the Carabao Cup Oof. and the Community Shield that we've won before too. you yeah, right, with him. right, yeah, yeah. So Do you think is that more of a legend status? Not,
1: no, still not, no. Yet, no. not yet, not um, yet. So I think, uh, yeah, he's he's putting himself into the conversation of that stuff, uh, legends and all that. And so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, believe me, we're all rooting for him to to win a Premier League trophy.
0: Well, okay, there was another tweet that I wanted to give a shout out here to Dan Critchlow. He's at AFC DW, and it's a bowman on the verge of joining. Reports that Ozil is close to a new deal. This would have been such a good week if we didn't have the annoying distraction of actual football. So this was obviously done before all this was confirmed. Uh, but I completely agree with this guy. And honestly, after watching the Swansea game and during the Swansea game, you just it just made you think like. I don't think Ozil would want to be here. Why yeah. would you do this? Yeah. So that Obomian gives me- Yeah, too. M- oh, Obom- exactly, there was a bunch of jokes about him flying back to Dorman. Uh, honestly, I mean, Obomieng, he kind of tied himself into a, like into a for sure staying with us after everything he did with Brucey Dorman. It seemed like he didn't yeah. leave on good terms. But Ozil was somebody that, other than, not like Alexis, who kind of was just showing he didn't care. Ozil, the whole time was showing that he was positive. He liked being in London. He I got, I got a new house in London. After a, seeing a game like that where they didn't do very well against a team that was in last place and to still sign with us for three and a half years, like he's going to be 32 years old. So, you know, this is where he's going to be playing the rest of his prime years. I take my hat off to him and I really respect uh, a, a player that can do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, there were a lot of rumors linking him to other teams and I'm not sure where any of those came from because Ozil th- throughout this whole season has, I mean, only said, uh, Things that would make you think that he wanted to be with Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, famously, Manchester United fans were, uh, you know, ma- making like YouTube compilations of Mesut Ozil goals, <laughs> and they were so sure he was joining uh, Man United. Um, so it was pretty funny. Uh, I have a top tweet here, one of one of my favorites that I saw. Uh, it comes from Twenty Wave Caps. Uh, his handle is at Caprasi Moose Mus. Whatever. Having a hard time there. Huh? What? <laughs> you were one to talk. Anyway, his tweet is, so we got United fans to finally admit Ozil is the best number 10 in the world, and they aren't even getting him.
0: Nice. Well
1: played. Well oh, played. Man. And Thank they took a massive fans. L today. I wish it wasn't the Tottenham, but they did not look good today.
0: No, I mean, how do you think Alexis Sanchez felt after we beat them 2-0 to Tottenham, and now he's losing to Tottenham 2-0, to and seeing uh, Ozil, who was rumored to hang out with him over there in Manchester United, ends up staying with... Arsenal or Arsenal. I really wish Alexis Sanchez, at least for a second, thought he made a bad decision. I hope he, for one second, was thinking like, "Man, it looks a lot of a lot like fun over there."
1: Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how much Alexis Sanchez thinks. That's so I'm true. not. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, some people pointed out that this is actually his first loss at Wembley Stadium. So oh, good point. Yeah, undefeated with Arsenal and with Chile there. Oh. Yeah. That is some deep diving right there. That is some. Shout out to all the stats guys out there on Twitter. Also, shout out to Monty and Steve for not fact-checking
0: that. But that was all over Twitter. It had to be true, right? Have we fact-checked anything? I don't think so. Not one thing. Not one thing. But it's fine. Um, Okay, but we're going to go on to another guy who took a massive L today. But we miss him dearly already. Is Olivier Giroud. How do you feel seeing Giroud wearing the blue of Chelsea?
1: Not good. Uh that is one of my most hated teams for sure. Although I did, you know what? Um, I did like your tweet pointing out the fact that uh, Olivier Joux could not even point to the Chelsea badge in their in their own uh, pictures that that Chelsea. He can't Twitter, do it. He you know. can't do
0: it. He was uh, he was trying to. Okay, but I feel like Giroud is that character in those in those dramatic movies that sacrifices uh, for the good of the, the the good team, and he knew that Aubameyang had to come to Arsenal, so he had to leave. So he's that one guy that decided to just go, and he's sitting on the bench seeing Chelsea fail, just smiling because he has Arsenal blood in his heart.
1: Yeah, I think he knows that, I mean, Chelsea, the team that he plays for, might be losing at this point in time, but really him and the Arsenal blood flowing through his veins, they won a little bit. So uh, shout out to shout out to Olivier Giroud for uh, jumping on that grenade and making sure the Aubameyang deal did not fall apart.
0: Uh, no, I know, I appreciate you Giroud for everything that you've done for us. Do you actually want to? What was your favorite moment of Giroud playing for us at, at Arsenal?
1: Oh, man. I mean, the scorpion kick was certainly the most visible moment, but I think the back heel assist to Ramsey for mm-hmm. the FA Cup, mm-hmm. that one kind of stands out. Um, also, him apologizing to his manager and his fans and his teammates on Twitter after cheating on his wife was yeah. pretty classic, that also. Was, yeah, that was. <laughs> hey, that took a lot. That took a lot to apologize oh, to everybody. Oh, man. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean he's had he's had many many goals um, for us. Uh, I mean when it's all said and done, he finishes with with over a hundred goals for Arsenal, um, and so de- definitely many memorable moments. I, I know for me personally, um, it's a good thing that we weren't podcasting when he first joined because I was not impressed with him early on. He was he became an acquired taste and. Yeah. Uh, he left the team as, as one of my one of my favorite players, which w- when he first joined I wouldn't have told you that was possible.
0: No, yeah, I mean for a while he was our main striker And I feel like he had a lot of pressure from the get-go put on his shoulders uh, But now when you look at who we have um, I know that Oboman can't even play the Europa League games Mkhitaryan can um, and a lot of people on Twitter criticized that because they were saying, you know, well We're down a player well, okay, you know what, we still have like I said, who can play the Europa League games and Mkhitaryan can help him support and a Bowman can give him a breath in the Premier League games. So it's something that, again, we're not going to win the Premier League. I'm sorry, but we're not going to win it. And if you look at it, if we put all of our eggs in the basket of the Europa League, Lacazette, like if he has good players around him, uh, sorry, Wobby, but you're going to sit on the bench for those games, please. Uh, but I think Lacazette like can work well with Mkhitaryan and Ozil behind him. So if we put our focus on that, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and, you know, I think, I think it'd be important for us for the rest of
1: the season to kind of uh, figure out how all these pieces fit with each other. Uh, and so I'm really, you know, I think we mentioned earlier, I'm really looking forward to, to the rest of the season as kind of like preseason or a preview of what can be expected next season. Uh, many people will still point out we haven't addressed our biggest issues, goalkeeper, defense, defensive midfielder. Um, so I'm confident that... Uh, the, you know, the team will address those uh, in the summer transfer window, um, and with clarity surrounding Mesut situation, oh, knowing that um, we've got guys like Apuomiang, and I, I, I do believe Wilshire is eventually going to sign his mm-hmm. new deal. Um, I think when other players see those guys, they will uh, be more inclined to sign with Arsenal. So uh, it'll be a busy summer, mm-hmm. and I think the rest of the season is get some Champions League. Get into the Champions League any way possible, and get a rhythm going forward.
0: Well, the first game of the LMAO uh, era, era was it the quad, quad era? Quad, uh, those four guys. I'm not going to say what that stands for because there's a bad word in there. And we don't, <laughs> don't want to say any bad words here. But uh, is against Everton. So what do you think about Theo Walcott? Um, he had two goals today, like we said. Uh, looking into that, now that we can say for sure that we got all these guys, how do you see Arsenal coming up against that game? Mkhitaryan, do you see? Do you think he's going to start? Do you think Aubameyang is going to start? I know I'm throwing a lot at you. What do you think?
1: On, I, I honestly like have no idea. I really would have thought Mkhitaryan would have started against Swansea, and he didn't. Um, so who knows what wingers think at this point. I can make a prediction, and I... Phew. I'd probably be a thousand percent wrong, so let me, you know, what, let me predict, if I'm going to be wrong about a prediction, let me predict that Woby's going to start and <laughs> Welbeck will, will play up top. I so, swear, if
0: I see Welbeck starting, I'm not watching the game.
1: Yeah, you'll just turn it right off? I'll turn it right off. I wouldn't fault you for that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know, I, I, I do know that everybody will be excited, I yeah. hope, uh, I'd like to see Mkhitaryan start. Um, I'm not sure where Aubameyang is as far as like, is he going to start, is he going to come off the bench? Um,
0: that remains to be seen. You know what I will predict? If Theo Walcott is open, Cech will pass him the ball, and then Theo Walcott can score. That was a dig to the because he had a really rough game. Yeah. But, well, uh, I kind of do get the feeling that Theo is going to... He's going to have a game. Yeah.
1: I'm actually happy
0: he scored two goals the I game am, before I us. I am, yeah. Because maybe that like got him off that he's okay. like, yeah, I finally got that off my back. Uh, I don't wrong you. If it's three goals from Aubameyang, one goal from Theo Walcott, I'll be happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know we'll, we'll, I mean we'll see we'll see Yeah. Um, but yeah I think that does it all for this episode is there anything else Steve am I forgetting no, something
1: no I, I, that wraps it up but yes if you want more Aubameyang analysis check out our last podcast episode 22 mm-hmm. uh, believe me we're super excited about Aubameyang also but we just talked about him for 20-30 minutes the last yeah. podcast so we weren't gonna uh,
0: just overwhelm you with more of the Aubameyang chat definitely okay well we will see you guys next week after the Everton game And for now, we'll say bye. This is Monty and that's Steve. You guys have a good week.